Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creators Lounge podcast. I am, as always, your host, Ben Jay, and we have another episode today. This one's going to be super interesting, and uh, this guy has a lot of great insights to share for all of us. So, my man, give us an introduction. What is your name? Where are you from? And what do you do? My name is, uh, my music name is Button Masher, and uh, my real name is Tyler. I live in the small town of San Dimas, California about 30 minutes from los angeles and i make future bass and dubstep music all right man fantastic now, it's super interesting that your name is tyler actually because the way i found you was through a previous guest on the show um stage name of akuma mm -hmm. and his real name is tyler as well so it's interesting that i found yeah. you through tyler and you are tyler uh let's start with actually let's start with your stage name first of all man how did you come up with your stage name and what does it mean to you all right, so it's a little it's a little stupid story, but um, ever since I really began making music, it was more of like I started listening to Virtual Riot, and one of Virtual Riot's songs on his uh, I think it was Throwback EP was called Button Masher, and it was one of my favorite songs at the time. And I was like, what if I just change the E to a U, and just switch it up from there? And about maybe like two years ago is when I started. Uh, using that name but before that i actually had a previous soundcloud but i don't know where it is now it's kind of lost but where i used to upload just like stuff that i did on GarageBand and stuff like that before i had fl studio and other platforms yep dude that's fantastic i love that you said it's a, a dumb story but the dumb stories are the best stories especially for like origins and all that kind of stuff you know a yeah. lot of stuff that starts off as a silly joke becomes something much bigger than we in, uh, intended it to be now, you mentioned Virtual Riot, and so mm -hmm. I'm kind of getting the idea of where this all started from, but please yeah. give the audience some insight. What kind of music do you make, and how did you discover that kind of music? All right, so I make uh, what's called Future Bass. It's more of uplifting and uh, more cheerful type of music, and it has all this like good vibes to it that kind of makes you, unlike dubstep, it kind of makes you like uh, chill out and like kind of headbang to it, but not like too much. And the, how I found it was actually really interesting. I was over, because every year I go to my grandparents for the summer, all the way in Texas. And I was trying to search for new music artists to listen to. And one of them was named uh, Marshmallow. Marshmallow, he, he, everybody probably knows Marshmallow by now. But I used to listen to him back when he released uh, Joy Time and Alone, is when he started becoming into the music scene. And I was like, this music is really good. And so maybe about two years ago, uh, maybe a little less than that, I got this little uh, preset pack for Serum. And it was all Marshmallow presets and stuff. So back then I would use Marshmallow presets. And people would tell me, dude, your music is like a mix between Marshmallow and Virtual Riot. And I'm like, yeah, that's actually really interesting because I'm mixing retro sounds with also future bass. Yeah, it's super interesting. And I want to ask you about that a little bit because um, for I obviously talk with a lot of producers right here on the podcast and mm -hmm. in DMs and stuff like that. And for a lot of younger artists, there's usually like one specific artist who inspires them. Right. And so inevitably their sound is a little bit inspired by that artist as well. And yeah. so because of that situation, they do tend to get a lot of attention for that. People comparing them, drawing comparisons between them. Like, oh, you sound like Skrillex. Oh, you sound like Marshmallow. You sound like, you know, Joyride, etc. For you, was it a negative thing or was it okay to be compared to the people who you were inspired by? It was so okay. Like for me to be able to uh, sound like Virtual Riot was one of the biggest compliments I've probably gotten because he is such a huge influence on why I create music and why I um, I still make music. And there's he's the reason why there, I've gotten into so many other artists and why I've gotten into like Future Bass too, because his throwback EP, which is my all-time favorite EP, is one of my favorites due to it being melodic dubstep. So it's Future Bass mixed with dubstep, which is what I do now. So it's not exactly dubstep and it's not exactly future bass, but it's a mix between the two of them, which is uh, really cool. 
Yeah, man, for sure. No, I love that. And I, I agree with you. I mean, I think that inspirations are so important for us because they can give us some guidance when we don't have any direction, you know, they can kind of point us in the direction of which way to go and help us get started on the journey. I am curious about one thing, though. Um, we know what you listen to at first, uh, acts like Marshmallow, Virtual Riot, etc. Mm -hmm. But what actually made you start creating music in a DAW? All right. So that's a very interesting story. When I first got into EDM, because I was kind of, uh, when I was younger, I was like strictly to pop music. So like uh, Katy Perry, stuff like that, uh, Miley Cyrus stuff. And Miley Cyrus was actually one of the people I liked the most at that time. But I started getting into EDM when I found out about uh, Dead Mouse, or I call him Dead Mouse 5. It's an argument that I have between my friends. But... Uh, what was funny is I actually started getting interested in music making after I heard uh, his song Strobe, which is one of his most popular songs and most well-known songs along with Ghosts and stuff, which was very interesting. And that's when I decided, hey, wouldn't it be interesting to kind of start doing music? Wouldn't it be interesting to uh, create my own music and let my expressions uh, go into the music that I make? And so that's when I started making music, which was really weird because I actually, and a lot of people are like, wow, Steam platforms? Because I actually bought a, my first DAW was a, uh, a Steam program, which I used for a long time and I had no idea what was going on. Half the time I just dragged and uh, dragged drums and dragged things together because for the longest times I used loops. Mm -hmm. And just only recently, maybe about uh, two and a half years, I started going away from loops as much as possible to try to create my own type of music. Yeah, man, absolutely. It's all part of the journey, all part of improving and seeing how we can do better and get more control on the sound. So it's really cool. But everyone does have to start somewhere. And I think that's the key thing, right, is we have to start somewhere. Even when we don't know what we're doing, we just start taking the steps, yeah. you know, and, and developing and getting better and better. And uh, another thing that's interesting about you is that you put out a, quite a fair amount of music. Um, you already have mm -hmm. an album out. You have a few singles out as well. Talk to us about the process of making those projects. Okay, so for the longest time, I haven't been releasing music as much because I wanted to improve more. I wanted uh, my audience to have something that's uh, more of my type of music instead of just throwing loops together and trying to get a copyright strike from YouTube or Spotify. So I decided to start doing uh, my own music and I decided, hey, uh, there, I've, I'm gaining a lot of traction on Instagram. I'm gaining a lot of traction on other platforms. What if I do something special for my audience that I've never done before and create an EP that I can release to Spotify and other platforms? And I'm lucky to have my friend. His name is Nathan Squares. He's done OSTs for different video games, like uh, this video game called Neko Jushi. I think it's spelled something like that. It's on Steam. They're making a second one. But one of my friends told me, hey, there's this platform called uh, SoundDrop where you can drop your music for free on all, all the platforms and still get paid. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So that's when I started uploading my music to that and distribu distributing it all over the place. And uh, it was really cool to see that kind of come together. And my audience is like, wow, I can't believe... Uh, that you released this on this platform. That's crazy. How did you do that? And I'm like, well, it was just this uh, little simple uh, thing. I didn't really have to pay for it, which my next goal is to try to pay for a yearly subscription to DistroKid because I heard that platform is really good. All right, man. Fantastic. Yeah, it's really cool. I think, like you said, it's important to be reaching more people with our music, putting it out there so they can enjoy it. I want to ask you about that real quickly, though. Do you feel... I don't know, any embarrassment or any kind of cringe whenever you look back at your earlier tracks compared to now? Or do you see it as like steps of the process? My old tracks back when I was like five years ago when I was doing that, I was like, oh gosh, I used like two loops and created a song or the sounds that I had on my garage band. And I'm like, oh, get this away from me. It's horrible. But uh, over the past two years, it's actually really good to the point where like hey i can actually listen to this while i'm doing my work because it's so good and that's what encourages me to make more music is 
creating really good music that I enjoy and that other people will enjoy too. Oh, dude, yeah, absolutely. I mean, whenever you're loving what you're creating, like that's fulfillment, right? Like you're doing something productive, you're enjoying the process, other people are loving it. It's a, it's a beautiful thing for sure. So mm -hmm. you can appreciate your music. I wanna ask you about when you finish a song. When you finish a song, how do you feel when you finish a song? Because obviously, you know, we can spend hours and hours and hours on these tracks. Are you kind of just like, okay, I'm done with this next track? Or do you feel like that sense of accomplishment whenever you finish a track? I do feel really big, a, a huge accomplishment, especially when I started doing my EP, because I was like, wow, I can see how much I've actually improved. And it's such, it's not like a bad relief, but it's like, okay, I finally finished this project and it's really good. And that's why I like listening over to my music so I can see there's an error right here I can fix. Uh, that's why when I'm at school and I can put my headphones in, I can just do my work while I listen to my music while trying to figure out what I can improve and what can I fix to that track before I release it. And so it's such it's a relief and it's also very satisfying to see, wow, I actually created this music is really good and uh, it's really cool. One of the bigger stories that I have is in my six period class, which is a video class because I take a video for a videography class and they came to me because they were filming for a, um, an assembly for my school at San Dimas high. And they were like, Hey, can you, we know you're really good with music. Can you create something for us? And I was like, yeah, of course I would love to. So I spent maybe about four hours on my computer that day working on something. And a lot of people may know, uh, it's on my EP is the song called skies that's because that song is the song i made for the assembly but i just completed the entire track so i could release that on my ep because i loved it so much and i was so proud of it at the time that i was like you know what this is so good that i'm going to release it on here and people can listen to it whenever they want and the kids at my school because i was credited in the end of the video which was really cool and then like the next day kids were like, dude, that's so cool. I can't believe you did music for the school. That's awesome. And it was so great to feel like people are enjoying my music so much that I can get it uh, out there and like across my school, which is really cool because uh, now I have kids coming up to me like, yo, when are you dropping a new song? And I'm like, oh man, I should probably drop more songs because I haven't dropped a song in 2020 yet because I've been super busy working with collaborations and stuff like that oh dude it's fantastic i love hearing that yeah i know there's so much so many cool things there i think it's great when you're getting started on the journey and you have that kind of validation that kind of positive feedback you know people telling you good job when's the next track you know it gives you the energy to keep creating and sharing and stuff like that so um let's dig into that a little bit deeper because you do have your songs on platforms like apple music and and spotify to name the biggest ones um yeah. How do you feel whenever you release a track on there? Are you nervous about the feedback or are you just excited to have it on there and be like, I'm here, I'm on Spotify? I'm excited because there's, um, there's when, it's a little hard to explain. I'm really excited because there's Spotify and Apple Music is such a huge platform and so many people use those platforms. And it's a little nerve wracking because it's like, oh gosh, there's probably hundreds and millions of people that uh, use Spotify and Apple Music and they can probably somehow search up my song and see that there. And it's like, oh boy, uh, let's hope that um, one of these actually gets off the ground, which is really cool because last February, in the beginning of February, which was very odd, is all of a sudden one of my songs on my EP, after I released it like three or four months ago, just started gaining traction. I was like, wait, Who's actually listening to this? This was released like months ago. How did how is this suddenly going up in views? And I think right now I have like uh, 460 all in all in my EP uh, streams on Spotify. I'm not so sure about Apple Music because it's kind of hard to keep track of that stuff. But um, I know on Spotify that it has uh, my whole entire EP with all the songs together has 450 or 60 uh plays which is really cool
because I'm like, wow, other people besides my, I know at school and besides people I know from family members are listening to my music. And that's so like, it's so exciting because I'm actually gaining traction. The more traction I'll gain, I'll soon finally get up to a point. It's where it's like that I might become like one of the top music artists of uh, like a decade or something. So it's really cool. Oh, dude. Yeah, for sure, man. It's really, really exciting, you know, um, when you realize how much of an outreach you have, right? I mean, like, it's easy for us to look around us and say, like, okay, so I'm affecting this friend or my younger brother, or my younger sister, or whatever, you know, but it's harder to, to count how many people we're affecting outside of that circle. And with the power of the internet, power of uh, streaming and social media, like we can touch so many lives of people who we might not even ever meet one day, you know, but we can still yeah. touch their lives with the music we make with the content we create. So it's really, yeah. really exciting. Um, something that I found really intriguing about you when I was doing research for the episode, and we're talking about it right now, is that mm -hmm. you focus so strongly on Spotify, Apple Music, and other major streaming platforms, whereas on your SoundCloud, you only have one song, to the best of my knowledge, um, not yep. counting your previous alias and stuff like that. So yeah. I want to ask you about that. Why do you focus so much on Spotify and neglect uh, platforms like SoundCloud? Well, one of the biggest reasons I don't use SoundCloud is because I've had other problems with SoundCloud before uh, due to, like, copyright issues that weren't even, like, supposed to be copyrighted because they were my own sounds that I created. So I start, at that point, I started getting a little irritated, but then it kind of progressed forward. To be able to upload more music, I had to pay, which was ridiculous for me. And of course, there's there's things like DistroKid and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, if it's yearly, $10 yearly, $20 yearly, of course, yeah, that's a good price. But if I'm paying like $15, $20 a month, that's to be able to upload to SoundCloud. It's not worth my money, uh, in my opinion. And I don't think that it would be a great platform to work with if I'm just having to uh, upload to SoundCloud and having to pay that much for just having unlimited upload time and listening offline. Yeah, no, man, I, I understand that completely, right? You got to make the best investment. And speaking of investments, there's a quote from the CEO, Gary Vaynerchuk, and um, he says, attention is currency. Attention is currency. So yeah. with that, if let's say, let's assume that that's true. What, what platform do you think has the most attention right now for music artists? Would it be SoundCloud, Spotify, Tidal? What do, what do you think? I honestly think Spotify and Apple Music are really coming into the scene because there's artists that can upload and they can upload their music to that on using any distribution site that you can use. And when you do that, you can upload to SoundCloud, like not SoundCloud, Spotify, whenever you want, along with Apple Music. And there's millions and millions and millions of songs on Spotify, which uh, is really good because you have unlimited music to listen to. Of course, every single song in the world isn't going to be out there, but people that upload to distribution uh, is where you get to be able to share music on other platforms that more people use than SoundCloud does. Because in my opinion, uh, SoundCloud has way less people than uh, Spotify or Apple Music. So the more people that you have on a platform, the easier it is to gain more uh, viewership and stuff like that. Right. It has more attention because it's more people there, precisely. Um, however, I do feel like a lot of us underground music producers have been very slow to jump on the Spotify trend, jump on the Apple Music trend. A lot of them, a lot of us still prefer SoundCloud or even with SoundCloud's kind of downfall, a lot of people are moving to Audius now, but they're avoiding Spotify in a lot of ways. Um, what's your take on that? Why are so many uh, underground musicians avoiding platforms like Spotify and Apple Music? Well, I can see SoundCloud. SoundCloud is a huge platform for upcoming music artists. I mean, you can just upload a simple file, a simple music file to SoundCloud, and it'll be out there for a lot of uh, SoundCloud users to listen to. And it's how a lot of music artists actually start out. But uh, they're, the way that they're running the platform kind of is a little iffy on my side. 
uh, if they um, if they kind of go into the class that Spotify is doing and Apple Music is doing, I think that that will kind of gain traction more than um, what they have now. And I think that more users will start to join SoundCloud. So they do have potential to become something better than what they are right now. So it's uh, it's really interesting. I It's just a background history of what I have with SoundCloud and more of what my other friends or other music artists have had problems with, with SoundCloud. And it's just a huge issue. Kind of like how I really don't like uploading to YouTube either, mainly due to, one, for some reason, their copyright system is super, like, sensitive. So if I add, like, one little tiny sound, it's going to end up getting copyrighted. But if I upload it to different platforms, then it's not copyrighted because... And it wasn't copyrighted in the first place because, of course, these sounds, these basses, I uh, I use presets sometimes, and I can see how that gets copyrighted. So I do my best to try to create something that's different, but you're still using the same preset. But somehow, for some reason, on SoundCloud and YouTube, it gets copyrighted, which that's why I kind of ditch those platforms. Yep, I understand, man. Thank you so much for sharing your insights on that. It is quite uh, interesting to hear everyone's different opinion and take on it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of want to transition to the next thing. You know, I'm kind of grilling you right now because you're talking about, you know, streaming platform yeah. as a big issue. But I want to ask you, as a younger artist in the scene, what is on your mind right now as far as what you want to achieve, what you want to do? Well, what I want to do is the number one priority right now, aside from music, is actually to finish up high school. So... I need to focus more on my schoolwork and I need to focus more on consisting uh, a set of A's because for the past uh, two years, I've been having consistent all straight A's, maybe an occasional B sometimes, but I've always kept a straight A's and being able to consistently keep that will definitely help getting into college and stuff like that. I think right now, uh, my grades are supposed to set in in a few days, I think, because, uh, we're off school now that whatever's going on, whatever, all this uh, madness that's going on and all the sickness stuff is the going on. It's they just quit school for me. So I think my grades are going to be uploaded pretty soon. But for right now, I have all A's in my classes. I'm very consistent about my work. The kids in my class, it's very uh, it's very funny because the kids in my class are like, dude, you're like the smartest kid here. And I'm like, no, I mean, Yes, I'm the smartest. Uh, I mean, I'm not the smartest kid in the school. I'm not the smartest kid in this class. I just keep consistency with my work. And I don't uh, lack my... uh, I don't ever take uh, the work or extra credit or anything for granted. And that's how I keep my steady grades. And keeping those steady grades definitely keeps a great mindset for you. And will achieve better uh, scholarships and better... Um, better things to get for to move forward to colleges. What I'm planning to do is to go to Mount Sac uh, after I graduate high school, and I plan to get there and then graduate from there and then head off to like uh, some music uh, industry type of uh, university. I think I was thinking about Cal Arts, which is a super hard to get into school. Is one of the reasons why I want to keep my grades consistent. So I could show that I have a lot to prove for Cal Arts. Dude, fantastic, man. Sounds really cool. I love how dedicated you are to finishing your studies and how you take it very seriously. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything you can take, any lessons or systems you can take from your studying habits that you could apply to music production and improving at that? Yeah. Uh, one of the greatest things uh, that I that's related to schoolwork and music is the ability to focus. So the ability to focus on the music, the ability to focus on what the content is that you want to create, what genre, what uh, what sounds you want to use, the ability to, without being distracted by something, is one of the things that comes from that. And being able to focus on how much uh, you want to create this project and how much you want to finish. Just like when you do like schoolwork, you got to get this finished in a certain amount of time and that's how I kind of think about music, but I don't rush my music just like I don't rush my work. 
hard dude that's fantastic man that's really really cool yeah no i agree i think that no matter what we're doing i think that there's elements that can transfer other to other fields right so whether it's studying you know with focusing we can apply that to music production or if it's memorization you know, we can apply that to like learning a music scale like i feel like mm -hmm. there's so many things that cross over and it's really just how we think about it and how we reutilize the tools that we're learning so it is really important you've mentioned previously in the episode about how you're definitely touched and inspired to create more because of feedback from people. Um, mm -hmm. Is there any other underlying ambitions that inspire you to create music? Well, there's uh, my family members. They're so supportive of my music and uh, my mom, my little sister, my stepdad. They're all very like proud of the music and they're proud of where I, I want to head to the music industry and they want me to improve they want me to go into different genres which is really cool because just recently i just started trying uh hip-hop stuff and trap i'm slowly trying to figure that stuff out because i've been stuck with this certain genre for so long that i need to start practicing other genres and when i get into the bigger music scene so i can kind of like how marshmallow he went from doing um little future bass music and he still does from time to time. And now he's moving on to like hip hop songs and to, I think one of his latest ones was Crusade with Sudden Death. And that was dubstep, which really surprised me because usually Marshmallow kind of keeps away from dubstep. And then just recently he started getting back into it, which was really cool because like Slushy, they did a song on his new EP. Um, not EP, his new album. It was Joy Time 3, I think. And then Crusade with um, Sudden Death. And then a f I think there was another one. I can't exactly remember the name of it, but he did another one with uh, Sudden Death, which is really cool because he's kind of switching between different genres to get different audiences, which is how you bring audiences in and different audiences, uh, a bigger audience is by doing different genres so you gain more traction so future bass has this amount of people that are interested hip-hop has this amount of people that are interested and if you keep like going back and forth between two uh genres that can bring more people in and gain you more traction oh yeah dude no i absolutely agree i mean i think that we saw avishi do that quite successfully in his lifetime you know blending different genres folk and edm together mm -hmm. and all sorts of different sounds uh skrillex done it as well you know a lot of artists have done it successfully and it is very important to bring the world together more and also to reach more people with your influence mm -hmm. and your artistry um in that same vein of learning about new genres and, and such where would you say your biggest focus is right now for music? What are you focused on improving? What are you focused on learning as far as music production? Right now, I'm focused on improving because a little funny story. Uh, I've had serum for a year, but it wasn't the regular serum because I couldn't afford serum at the time. So I had a 20-minute demo of serum, which I had to quickly piece together something uh, is how I did my EP too, because at the time I didn't have full serum either. So I had to quickly put everything together. And then when it, when it would quit, I would have to quit out of my project and open it back up and then put all the, uh, the sounds I had together back again, but still have everything the same, like the melody, the drums. I just had to get that quick sound that I made back together. And hopefully now that I have full serum, it's much easier to work with. So I'm definitely trying to improve more on using less presets and creating more uh, of my own design of type of music, which is really cool because uh, already I've created a few different uh, of my own presets, like uh, future bass chords and stuff like that. And holy moly, does my computer decide to bring up the CPU when I do that. So I have to consolidate a lot of my tracks because my CPU decides to go up. So that's one of the things that I want to improve on. One of the things I want to improve on too is uh, more of mixing and mastering, which I'm really happy. This is where Akuma came into play. And uh, he's really helped me with uh, my uh, mixing and mastering. He showed me different techniques to use. Uh, a bunch of other music artists that I'm on with this music server has really helped me. In fact, one of my most recent songs, uh, this guy named Light Shard, 
or his name is Chris, he actually just helped me recently with a song because one of the loops that I had in my packs, I just wanted the vocals from it. So he taught he taught me how to extract vocals and take away the piano and the strings from that uh, little loop package. So I just have the vocal. And that was really cool. I want to start improving. I want to start learning more about how to use my program. And I want to actually move on to Ableton, which I do have Ableton because recently the one song that was on my SoundCloud was the remix I did for uh, a remix contest, which I won first place. And so that was uh, the one I had to post on SoundCloud because that was the only way I could enter it. So I had to kind of reset my entire SoundCloud and uh, put that on there. And that was really cool. And now that I have Ableton because I won it, I want to start uh, learning Ableton so I can learn different uh, digital audio workspaces and kind of go between the two and see which songs would sound better with that. But those are the two main things I'm planning to improve on the most. Fantastic, man. Best of luck with that. Um, you're incredibly busy studying in high school and then studying yeah. for music. You know, it's all about learning and learning. Um, and in that same vein of learning, a common thread today has been all about your influences, right? You've talked a lot about mm -hmm. your influences, Virtual Riot, Marshmallow, Chris, Akuma, etc. Something I'm finding yep. interesting that I'm, as I'm listening to you talk is that there's usually a lesson you learn from them. So like with Marshmallow, you learned about the power of mixing genres. Uh, Chris, you know, is mm -hmm. teaching the power of like mixing and mastering. Is there any other influences you want to call out? And then what did you learn from that influence specifically? There's another guy, there's a few actually collaborations I've been working on and that's why I've been so busy. One of them was uh one of them was with uh this guy. He I met him on Instagram because he liked some of my stuff and I listened to some of his stuff. At the time I had SoundCloud downloaded so I was listening. I was like, "Oh, do you want to uh work on something?" He was like, "Yeah." And so when I got back from uh Christmas break cuz I was gone I was doing other things. I was uh, in Texas. I was doing a cruise ship, and then I got sick. And um, then we decided to work on something together. And when we worked on that together, we um, I started learning more about how he does his music and how he uh, puts things together, how he masters. And I was kind of learning along. He was teaching me how to sound design too, which was really cool because that's really helped along with that. And um, one of the other people, people that I'm work recently working with, which by the way, the time that we're recording this is his birthday. So happy birthday, Arver, is uh, he's been helping me more on the most recent type of dubstep. So the more current type of dubstep until instead of my uh, I think I've been working on 2016 style dubstep. So that's really cool. He's teaching me more about modern dubstep, how it is today. It's more about uh, EQ. It's more about reverb. It's more about uh, mastering. It's more about this uh, certain type of bass design that you need to do instead of what was really sharp and uh, like punchy back then in uh, 2016 dubstep. So being able to learn from th that was really cool and be able being able to learn uh mixing mastering and sound design from dawbreaker was really cool and so i kind of learned from that and uh slowly i've been gathering info from other people i got gathering more information so i can improve my music oh dude it's fantastic man yeah no learning is just so crucial to really improving and achieving the kind of success that we want to achieve with our careers and our lifestyles and everything so it's great that you're putting in the effort for yourself to learn things on your own and likewise that you have people around you who you can reach out to and who can influence you and help you with this stuff it's just it's a it's a winning formula whenever you're putting the effort in and people are helping you like you can't go wrong with that uh, that being said, <clears throat> I am curious. I don't want you to tell us uh, what it is, but I want to know if you have it or not. Do you have an idea of what you want to achieve with your music? Like, what's your idea of success? Do you have a definition for that? Yes. All so right. my definition that I think is trying to gain an audience. So trying to get them, uh, pull an audience in with music from current generation type of music so like i was saying with arver he's teaching me current type of dubstep so when you keep up with like the current generation of like 
music that's able to uh, bring in more audience than you would making 2016 style dubstep which a lot of people actually do like that type of music and they're like can we go back to the times when 2016 dubstep was punchy and there was high bass screeches and it was really cool because uh, there was this recent thing that i saw on twitter that somebody was like man we need to go back to 2016 dubstep because that stuff was great and i was like yeah we should totally do that because uh their sound design back then was really interesting and now being able to sound design it's really difficult to try to keep up with sound design i mean from 2016 dubstep to now dubstep has changed substantially on sound design and how the music is made which is super cool and achieving that will uh, achieve an audience which gains success and another thing is is studying uh studying music and music theory and music engineering will definitely improve your music so much that's why i'm planning to go off to college and study music engineering and uh music producing and one of my biggest dreams is to uh tour around the world and do dj sets and stuff like that that would be so much fun yeah man it's fantastic it's great goals for sure it's the great ideas of success as well that being said um because i know a lot of people who um, have a lot of ambition, right? And especially whenever you're just starting out, like you have a lot of ideas and dreams of what you want to achieve, um, you know, being fresh in the game, excited, you know, there's so much potential and opportunity and it's great. Uh, are you confident that you can actually achieve that stuff? Or are you a little bit wary of actually being able to do that stuff? I'm pretty confident on what I could achieve. I mean, with how, if you look at the very bottom of my Instagram, uh, you can see when I first started, one of the very first started uh, things I started was just a simple like dot 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 rhythm type of thing I did, and if you look at that, which was like maybe a year, uh, two years ago, and then you listen to my current music now, you'll see how much I've improved over just two years, which is insane, because uh, I thought it was going to take so much longer to try to learn all of this stuff, but. Somehow I quickly gathered information and improved so much that my music has definitely getting be gotten better over time, which is really cool and what I really like. Yeah, man, it's fantastic. Well, learning an application, right? Just learning an ap application, you make the progress. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, so obviously I can see this, that uh, improvement to you is one thing you feel like you need to do in order to achieve your goal of idea of success. Improvement's one. Uh, what else do you think you need to change or get better at in order to achieve that level of success you talked about a minute ago, such as touring the world or, um, or com reaching people with the music? What kind of steps or what kind of actions do you need to take in order to do that? Definitely, you need to start talking to another other music artist. Because when you talk to other music artists, like I've talking, I've talked to Bandles, which was really cool. I've talked to M Matt and Willie from Barely Alive, and they're really cool dudes. And definitely talking to other popular music artists and kind of getting their opinion on what you're making. Like recently, I just sent Sound Killer, one of my newer type of dubstep tracks, and so he's been giving me information on stuff to improve that and like hey this super saw in the background sounds a little bland you could uh improve it by doing this and that and being able to do that being able to improve it will um be able to gain more audiences for me i feel like to be able to improve my music to be able to do more will definitely gain more people of course that's not always the case something very like that something in like that's very different would gain a different type of audience so different things gain different types of audiences and that's how um you kind of gain the sort of uh audience and you also at the same time gain other music art artists who can also if you collaborate promote your music because of the collaboration you did, you're also gaining their audience and your audience together to bring more audiences together. So kind of like how Bandles did a song with the Barely Alive, those two audiences merged. And I think that's one of his most popular songs right now, just because those two music artists have collaborated together and they have um, 
they have another audience and another audience and be able to merge those audiences together will uh bring uh grow your audience more oh, so yeah. collaboration is definitely super important to uh improve your music which is why i love collaboration i love collaborating with others because one it's so much fun you get to see how people make their side of the music and how they sound design but also at the same time you're learning mixing mastering sound design but trying to make it your own yeah dude for sure i mean like you said on the on the previous point like connecting with people is so important um obviously connecting with music artists to learn more about the music world and and marketing and sound design but also connecting with fans as well right but connecting yep. with people is huge. I agree with that completely. On the second part of what you were talking about, collaborations, uh, I am curious about what you're working on right now. And I can gather from what you're telling us is that you have a lot of collaborations in the work. If it's okay with you, please tell us about those collaborations. Who are you working with? What, are they, what do they sound like? Yeah, so one of them, I have quite a few actually. One of them is the very first collaboration I'm doing is uh, with Dawbreaker. And it's a song I'm planning on releasing on my upcoming EP. Um, it's called Galaxies. And I've kind of decided the name. I We haven't worked in a very long time, mainly because he's busy moving in. He's busy doing all this. So we haven't worked since January, the end of January. So it's been kind of slow. And I've been trying to get back together with him to kind of finish it up so I can start gathering all the songs and putting them into an EP. That's kind of the reason why my EP is being held back for now and why I don't have a release date just yet because everything isn't finished exactly yet. <clears throat> and being able to work with Dawbreaker was really cool because he has many other plugins. So I'm kind of learning what plugins will be useful to do this type of sound so I can get those plugins and start making other sound design. Uh, one of the other people, the second people I started working with, is a guy I met on uh, Moonboy's Discord server was a guy named Brinbone. He's more of like an excision type uh, bass dude. And it's been really cool to kind of learn that type of hard style, like very crunchy bass that excision does. And being able to learn that was really interesting and in how he sound designed that. We also, uh, which was really cool. It's very faint in the background of the song. I think I posted it to Instagram, which is one of a pretty recent one that I gathered a few music stuff that I'm working on and putting in a little montage. One of them was that and you could hear a um, a virtual riot uh, preset or something in the background, but it's not uh, the main base of it. The main base is in the background, but it's the recall base, which he made by just like accidentally messing with the uh, the octaves and stuff like that which was really cool and we decided to put that in there but also switch it up kind of from what the song sounded like and one more music artist that i'm talking about because i'm kind of going on for too long you're good uh is um arver which really it has been really interesting because he owns uh this i can't ever I, the reason i'm probably not gonna say it is because i'm gonna end up saying it wrong pronouncing it wrong but he owns a music label which we're planning to uh which we're planning to release it on probably when the project is finished up um which is cool because that's one of my other goals is to get something released onto a label because i feel like also releasing on a label gain more audience because an audience listens to a certain label like i listen to a lot of a uh, disciple stuff i did listen to uh every almost every disciple song out there honestly um and being able to be on a label will gain a uh, also gain audience which is very good so if the thing i'm working on with arver we haven't it's still an id uh i think we're gonna scrap it and go for a different idea for now what we were working on and we're going to try to make this the best song possible by mixing future bass and uh, dubstep together, more of like current generation dubstep together. Oh man, it's super exciting, man. Hearing about all those collaborations behind the scenes. That's so fun, so much fun to me to hear about what's happening behind the scenes, you know, before it actually hits the audiences. You know, that's where yeah. it's all being made and the magic is happening right there. So you've, you're working with a lot of really cool artists already. Is there any other artists that you want to work with within this year? Oh, this year? I want to work with Akuma. Of course, we've been talking about it together, 
and uh one of the songs he's doing is actually uh, once it's finished up i'm planning to do a remix of it and kind of do that because i'm really i need to start doing remixes more because i feel like that will definitely improve uh my music making and we're also besides the uh remix that we're doing we're planning on doing um a dubstep uh future bass type song because of course I'm more, I'm better at a future bass than any other genre for some reason. Uh, but I feel like doing the future bass and dubstep together will also kind of get me to learn, hey, this is how you create dubstep basses. And then I can use that to create dubstep because I haven't exactly got a clue how to do dubstep yet. Um, I do plan to do that with Akuma. I'm trying to figure a way out to contact this guy named Joel3x. He's I've been listening to him ever since I began starting making music. And I just recently found his music on Spotify. And I'm trying to figure out a way to contact him because uh, it, I might have to contact him through SoundCloud, which is going to be a little bit difficult because you know me and SoundCloud. But uh, <laughs> yeah. And so... Uh, I've been trying to get a contact with him so I can create something. He's more of like uh, Alan Walker and uh, uh, K313. I don't, I can't remember exactly how his name is because it's just a K and then there's just numbers. But his music is more type of that offbeat type of music. And I, it would be really interesting to learn uh, something like that that uh, is more like NCS type music. All right, man. Fantastic. Yeah, it'd be really cool to hear uh, those kind of collaborations happen. Um, and obviously, you know, I have a lot of exciting ones coming up as well. So all these collaborations going on behind the scenes, what can audiences expect from you in 2020? They're going to expect me to at least release one EP, which is the upcoming EP, at least because, of course, my graduation is coming up. So I'm going to be pretty busy getting ready for college and stuff like that. So I'm probably going to be off for a little bit. But I at least want to release my EP before the summer hits. And then I want to release at least three more singles. And then that's what should be happening by this entire year. And hopefully I can get onto a remix. So I'll also have something on Spotify to do. All right, man. Exciting. Yep. Uh, we audiences are always looking forward to new music from their favorite uh, producers. So best of luck with releasing that stuff. I know everyone's looking forward to hearing it. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Um, awesome. You've talked a lot today about like your influences and the stuff you've learned from people. I'm curious um, if there is perhaps one single piece of advice that's been the most impactful for you. And if there is, what was that advice? Never stop um, improving. So never stop doing what you enjoy. Never stop trying to uh, create what you want to do. You're full of so many possibilities to create um, certain things. Like you could create somebody that creates art, somebody that creates music, somebody that creates uh, that writes books. They um, never stop doing that because if you stop doing that, then you're not gonna improve. All right, man. Yeah, fantastic. It's great advice for sure. Finally, my man, if you could please leave a message to the you of one year in the future, what would you say to yourself? Well, I would say two things. Hopefully your humor is better than it is right now because somehow you're laughing at a, fa a Markiplier's face on Mark Zuckerberg with just the letter E below. And hopefully your humor has improved quite much from what it is right now. And two hopefully sound design and uh other stuff like uh putting drums together creating hi-hats because i still have a hard time creating hi-hats and stuff together i'm still practicing that right now by creating just a one little bass to work with and then putting some drum in a snare and just trying my best to create hi-hats and stuff like that now, that's definitely what i improve so sound design and uh improving just uh, the overall work of my music is one thing that i hope you have improved all right man great message i, I don't know about the humor i think your humor sounds pretty good right now so maybe that shouldn't uh, change <laughs> <laughs> all right man so we've kind of wrapped up everything i wanted to cover in the interview but here on the creators lounge there's always one final section and that is a speed round speed round i'm going to ask a very quick question and i want you to give a very mm -hmm. quick response are you ready uh-huh. All right, man. Let's get into it. Three, two, one. Favorite color? 
My favorite color is red. Favorite food? My favorite food is pizza. Favorite day of the week? Friday. Definitely Friday. Favorite movie? My favorite movie... Ooh, that's a tough one. Ready Player One or uh, Avengers Endgame. Sounds good. Favorite song at the moment? Ooh, uh, Joel 3X... Uh, so J-O-L 3X um, Freedom is one of his most recent ones that I really like. Very nice. What's your guilty pleasure? That I'm not actually sure about. I'm going to have to try to skip that one because I'm not one. actually sure. Next one. What countries do you want to visit? Japan. Japan is one of the many countries I really want to visit, which another country I'm about to visit for my trip is actually France. Uh, but I want to visit Japan because the food that they have there is interesting and all the architecture and design that they have there is really interesting and I really want to see that. Absolutely. What languages do you speak? Only English. I only know I only know a little bit of Spanish and the, it's only like simple stuff like hola, como estas, the end, stuff like that. But other than that, I don't know any other languages. Very good. Name one person alive or dead that you want to have a conversation with. Virtual right, no doubt. That's, <laughs> that's a quick question. I would kill to get a picture with him or at least be able to ask him one question. That is one of my many goals to do. I want to get a picture with him, and I at least want to ask him one question. I hope you can meet him, but please don't kill anyone. And the last one, yeah, how do you I want won't. people to think of you? Um, I want people to think of me as hardworking and uh, always staying happy and true to myself and very straightforward about what I want to do and very straightforward of how I want things to go, like a straight line and the work that I want to do. So I hope people can like understand that I, I'm very like ethnic, ethnic about my work and stuff like that. And I'm very, like very focused about how I do things. All right, man. I think that definitely showed through in the podcast today. That is all for the speed questions. My man, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, for sharing your insights, your opinion, and also your look at the future. It's all very, very exciting to hear. Um, is yeah. there anything you want to say to kind of wrap up the podcast to the people who are listening? Any messages for the, the audience? Always try something new. So always try to go away from what you usually do always try that's how i start creating music is i decided to step away from like writing because i used to write short short stories and i decided to start creating music and now you can see how much that's actually improved so try doing new things because doing new things you'll never know uh how it might actually turn out for you all right, man. Fantastic. And for the audience listening, if you are looking to find something new, I highly suggest checking out this guy's music right here, Button Masher, aka mm -hmm. Tyler. He's got some incredible sounds. He is continuously improving, growing, developing his sound, making more and more energetic tracks. They all sound incredible. And as you guys could hear from today, he's a lot more mm -hmm. ambition that's going to propel him forward to even greater heights. So please join him on his journey as I have as well. I want to thank you guys all for watching this episode. Um, I'm always honored to make these episodes and give them to you guys. So I will see you on the next episode. Much love, take care, and I will see you next time. See you guys.